Good morning, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and right now I'm your only uh, co-host, because uh, it's an early morning show for for us at 6 a.m. Uh, here in Los Angeles, California, but it's because our guests are in, okay, I'm going to try and say it, Ostrava in the Czech Republic. That's right. Awesome. Hello, Woo! All right, so welcome Daniel and Thomas from Craneball Games. Uh, t- Daniel is um, you're the community guy. I uh, am. What is like your official title? Community and something. What what would they call? Community and marketing. I call myself. Community. Like we have a very we have a very uh, open and, and free policies, so we can basically call ourselves whatever we want. Oh, okay. Like and something is great title. Community, community and marketing is, is basically what I do. Yeah. That's pretty great. And we also have Thomas. Is Thomas. Yes. Yes, Thomas. Sorry, the thing that I wrote the note on kind of went off the screen for a second. I was like, ah. <laughs> it's our early morning show, folks, and we're late. I'm sorry on the folks on the stream. We're late because uh, we were talking and everything was great, and we were talking about microphones, and then suddenly the sound died. And definitely your laptop that you were using to stream uh just went kaput. <laughs> yeah, just like that. Like one second we were talking and the other it was no sound at all. And oh. we're not able to fix it, so now we're on an iPad and everything seems to be alright. So let's get to it. Yeah, you guys uh, thank, you. thank you for having us, by the way. We're really glad we could talk about Planet Nomads a little bit more. My pleasure. So uh yeah, so hi Big Gamer. Thank you for letting us know we have sound. I was hoping I was hoping we would. It looks like we do. Uh, so let's, uh, start at the very beginning. Let's, let's, let's give people the elevator pitch. Uh, tell people like in, in succinctly, like quickly, what, like, what is yeah. Nomads? Uh, and, and let's start off by how it differs from other games of its type that's out there, that are out there right now. So let's start with what it is and how it differs. Okay. Okay. So Planet Nomads, it's a sci-fi sandbox game of creation and survival on big, huge, um, procedure-generated planets. And the main difference, like, you have to get you a little bit in the in the setting is that you have crash-landed on such planet and everything is new. You don't recognize any of the, of the surroundings and they are beautiful. <laughs> and <laughs> They are. They are. Uh, just the planets I was able to do with this uh, very early. Uh, by the way, folks, the version you're seeing on the video uh, in the stream is, it's insanely early. This is like, Early, 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 early access. So, like, that's why, like, things are, you know, the way they are. So don't, this is not something you could, like, this is not 1.0, just to throw that out there. Really, really early access, just to be completely honest. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it's, I think the version is 0.3, actually, and it's alpha version, like the first first one out there. It's, uh, uh, it's got creative mode, and it's on a single planet right now, and it's really about, physics and building and content is coming like right now we are this milestone has been achieved and now we are gearing towards early access in q1 2017 and there will be survival and so coming back to the uh, elevator kind of pitch the thing uh is that what is unique about planet nomas is that it combines all the three aspects that you know from you know from sandbox games which is survival and building and, and exploration, but we are really like trying to tie all things together. So they, uh, they are dependent on each other. And basically like the first step 
is to survive and it is done through through building things and we have a lego style building where you have blo uh, all kinds of different blocks that you can use and you can in the alpha you can build land vehicles or structures uh, and contraptions and stuff like that and that'll be the way you survive on these planets so it's not about like you know, arming up to the teeth like a Rambo kind of thing and being invincible and, and shooting everything that moves. But it's more about uh, learning the environment about you and trying to figure out how to best survive. I know I'm repeating myself, but yeah, that's... Well, we are, we are trying to put more weight on survival because we, are, we think that lots of games are missing that kind of fun in that. So survival will be our next step and we are putting lots of effort in it because there are plenty of building games out there so yeah. we want to have building part only to have well you can have building part everywhere else or our creative mode so survival will be our way to go yeah the next next steps are going to be like that now i have to be honest i'm not a fan of these types of games i have to be honest right off the bat i don't want to build stuff i just want to drive stuff i just want to fly stuff i just want to kill stuff so i'm gonna be honest i usually don't have a lot of patience for games like this that said i really <laughs> like the the way you build things in this game i don't know if you could see on the video but i like that when you're building the little buggy for example you have to worry about the power you have to worry about all the wheels getting the power you have to worry about well, not worry about, but you have to be concerned with which way the wheels are going and whether they're steering. I like all those options. And also, it's pretty efficient. Like like you said, it's just like, like boom, boom, boom. It's pretty quick. So even someone who doesn't have patience, like me, had a good time putting this buggy together. So I'm, I'm, so I'm just being honest. But how much, like, because the other games, like, they don't seem to have this level of detail in terms of putting a buggy together. So... So how much work has gone into, one, the interface, and two, making these parts so interconnected in terms of power, in terms of steering, in terms of things like that? Like, Because that seems like a lot of moving parts. Yeah, from the get-go, like when we were thinking about doing the user interface and and... I'm just I'm just watching the the video and and just saw your buggy come down and but <laughs> what I'm trying to say that we put a lot of effort to do user interface and we want it to be consistent and sim as simple as possible so you don't have you know 30 pop-up windows that you need to click through in order to be able to just you know set lighting uh, lights on the vehicle or something like that so we came up with build vision and this is really about like being still like being in the game but also be able to to set up everything and not like getting your attention away from the game but like staying in the game and doing all everything kind of like uh, in game i mean as if as if the menus were actually on those parts so we well good news is that you like a simple building because we want it to be simple it's I, our main goal because you could lose yourself in building big structures and we want to building be only the partial part, <laughs> partial part. Yeah, par ba yeah, yeah, basically like one third of the game. So it would be a, and not only just like building for the, for its own sake, but being able to actually build something that has a meaning and it will help you in the world that you are in. So that was the, the go to idea.
Yeah, I think that's the part I really like is that build vision, how it's kind of seamless. I really, that's a really, it's really a nice UI. It's really a nice UI. Now you might notice on the video, I got a little confused about which way the wheels should be going and stuff on the button. Yeah, that's part of the alpha testing. Like we've noticed, you are not the only one. We've noticed that. Oh, I'm, I'm glad to hear that actually. And yeah, yeah, yeah. We, and we'll be reworking that a little. We already have some solutions for this. Oh so. yes. Like okay. <laughs> having opposite, having forward and backward direction, we're just going to have change direction. Oh. Okay. Cause I like that. It's just, it took me a little while. I mean, you'll see in the video, I actually got it working. I learned how to put headlights on it. And I build a little structure. And yeah, I like how simple not only the building is, but how simple build vision is. Build vision. Build vision? Oh my God, Ruben. Uh, build, build vision. Uh, I really like that because it's again seamless. It's like over your helmet and it's like a seamless UI. And I could tell a lot of work went into that. That, that's something pretty unique. And I really like that a lot. Yep. Thanks for that. Thanks for that. <laughs> So uh right now the uh, alpha only has creative mode and you can build a buggy and you can build a um like a well, I, I built a house I built a house um you haven't seen it yet but I built a house <laughs> with, with a door good job, good job Brian <laughs> we're eager to see it later I, I, is it, how long is it going to take, take uh, to I think it's another 10 15 minutes on the video okay. Uh, yeah, the whole video that I recorded is about 40-some minutes long, and it has me building a buggy and then building out. I couldn't figure out how to build a roof, though. That's what I couldn't figure out. Like, how do I build a roof? Um, so so right now you, you have the creative mode, and you're going to have survival mode, and that's the, big, that's the big deal. So what in survival mode are you going to have to worry about? Are you going to have to worry about oxygen, food? Are you going to have to worry about health? Like, what are the things you're going to have to maintain in survival mode? We actually tried to make oxygen an issue, but it's not gameplay friendly. So there is, on all planets, there is oxygen, so because you want to land on a habitable planet. Mm. But yes. you can have hazardous environments in there, so there will be like oxygen issue if you are in lava fields or something like that. It could be the, the atmosphere, like the oxygen is there, but it's also a little bit poisonous, the atmosphere itself, so you may need to filter that. And so you have the suit that will take care of that. So even though you don't have, you know, oxygen tanks, you still need suit energy. Yes, is to filter right? the to bad, bad things out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be able to breathe. So, so that's one thing like having these hazards like poison and radioactivity and stuff. But the main, main like your characteristics to look for is actually the GUI or GUI is already, already in alpha. And you can see first and hunger are a thing. And also there's a stamina level, which, you know, like they are all. all oh, more. that's what those are. See, so because yeah. I was, I'm sorry, I was in creative mode, so I wasn't even really paying attention to those things. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna no... make a buggy. Wee! <laughs> <laughs> there's no need to really, but that that's what they, what that's what they are: stamina, health, first and hunger. Yes, you can get tired, hungry, on Thursday, so you will be somehow mm. and limited. Sometimes, like you, you get like if you are well fed and and watered, then your stamina and and slept. And you have slept all night, so you are in like the best shape possible. So you might have some bonuses to your exactly. to your movement and your ability to sustain. Oh, that's cool. 
And so your health may be regenerating if you are well fed or your stamina will be regenerating. And then as the day progresses, you might get tired or you might get thirsty. So you should be uh, refilling those and like taking care of that. But and not in a in a sense of like having to drink every five minutes or something like that. Like we want to. Mm, we really wanted to be realistic, stops. but in a way. It's also fun if if you get out of it. I mean, it, it's hard to explain it in details because, like, until you get into the game, you can't really tell. But yeah, we're really uh, aware of of how things work in survival and sometimes how they don't work. So yeah, yeah that's I, I have to agree. That was one thing that bugs me about survival games. Like, I'm hungry again. I just ate like two minutes ago. Why am I hungry <laughs> again? This is ridiculous. Even I don't I don't get that hungry in real life and I'm overweight. So come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then it's all about like having a backpack full of food and and you're yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it it is ridiculous. So I I kind of like your more gamified approach, I guess I'm going to call it because it's a game. Ultimately, it's a game. You know, you want to have fun. I mean, yeah, people like survival, but at the same time, people don't want to be annoyed by, oh, I have to make sure I've got 10 granola bars in my backpack, you know, <laughs> just to get through this day, you know. So, I mean, I could do that in real life. I don't want to do that in a game. So I like that. <laughs> like if I go to Comic-Con, yes, I'll have 10 granola bars in my backpack, but, <laughs> but uh, I don't want to do that in a game. Then it starts feeling like work. So, uh, I do. Oh, and you might notice the buggy I drove, uh, the buggy, the first buggy I created, I had to recreate it. The front wheels weren't symmetrical. Like the, the, the struts weren't exactly. I think it's right now. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoops. But that's kind of part of the fun. I'm like, oh, ha, 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 that was stupid. <laughs> but you, you made the building, like you said, very Lego-like. And that must be, that must have been very conscious because the blocks just fit together, which I like. Yeah, they do. They do, and they have different. Like we, we have some fifty types of blocks in the alpha already. God, yeah, so many blocks already just in the alpha. I know it's like, oh my god, so many blocks. (laughs) And they are differently shaped. So, like, if, like, for me, for instance, I'm not a builder myself either. So I always build something that works but doesn't look very pretty, I should say. But so then, like, seeing the community creations, like people who have spent, you know, seven hours in the alpha on the first night already. And they build a vehicle and a, and a and a house with a garage, and there are so many details there. It's just amazing to see. Uh, I was always jealous to community because I have only <laughs> block-like car and block-like house. So it's great to see what people can yeah. imagine and create. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm very Borg-like in my creation. Just give me like something very squarish, you know. Something <laughs> that works. Yeah. Yeah, I just want it to work. Uh, nothing fancy, because I don't know how to do that. I'm not that great. Even when I was building with Legos as a kid, I just, like, didn't really get too fancy. Like, I'd build things, but, like, nothing, like... Like, I, I, I don't know how people build things like Super Star Destroyers and things like that. Like, that, that's that's amazing. And I love that people are that kind of creative. I couldn't do that. I'd be like, yeah, I'm done. Like, two minutes in. I'm like, I don't have the patience. <laughs> Yep, same, same here. Patience, I think, is the, is the, is the very beginning. Like, you need to put hours in it to really create something beautiful. And, yeah, that's hard. That's hard. But then the reward is 
might must be incredible and then so we are that's like another part of what we are planning for for planet nomads is to have a system that would cater for exactly these kind of players like us that are not that good at building and then so and then connect them with people who actually are and so they would be able to you know uh, upload their blueprint design it's just a prototype right now but yeah. we want to Like this is the difference between a marketing guy and, and, and a guy who actually does the thing. So yeah, Thomas. We want to have some system where ca- players can share their creations between them and use utilize them in their world. Their world. Yeah, exactly. So you are maybe not that good at building, but you you know somebody or you can see somebody else who is and take his creation and use it for your own good and your purposes and can you do that in both survival and creative mode can you take someone else's blueprints and and use it to build a a car or a house or something right now it's just the distant future and i don't want to make promises but we want to have it for players like us and survival boring builders survival as well right not just creative Because you still need to get the resources for that so you will need to gather resources to make it sure Of course. Uh, now, in survival mode, it looks like there's something of a story involved. It looks like you're some because I was I've been looking at the site. It looks like there's some kind of uh, mystery you have to unravel in the universe. Is that is there is there some kind of story in the universe, or is it just you're trying to get from one planet to the next? Like well, what what the story was something we didn't talk about much, but we are playing with that idea, and I think it could be. It could be nice edition, edition but to classic sandbox game when you don't have any stories mostly. And I don't want to go into the details, so we can surprise you with something more in the future. Of course. But I think there will be something more than just usual building, surviving, and you don't have to do anything after a week of playing. Right. Yeah. So that would be the end goal, and also. Like the surrounding mystery around that, like you know, because you're you're just suddenly you are on a planet crash landed, and what am I doing here? Basically, is the question probably everybody is going to have, and we're gonna like players are going to uncover answers to that question as they play. Well, we were focusing on alpha right now, so story was on the side. Yeah, and like most of like new features and and stuff were on the side and. Now that that is successfully behind us, now we, we can focus on yeah on fun parts again on fun parts again <laughs> and start start pumping new information to the community. Uh, so I have a couple questions from my co-host who couldn't uh, be with us in the show, but send me some questions. So his first question is, uh, what are some of the technical hurdles you're running into to make this game work? Because it's basically on Unity, right? That's right. And and I'm going to it kind of leads into a question I had that I've never really seen a game of this scope because you're going to have multiple planets and stuff. Uh that's what the website said at least you're going to have multiple planets. Uh how is building something that huge in Unity? What kind of like hurdles are you running into? Because I like I said I've never really seen something this expansive built in Unity. Well, we used Unity because we have plenty of experience with it from our our mobile past so we know what is capable of we know when to use workaround to make it fit our needs 
and get as far as we can graphically and performance-wise. But yeah, it it's it has lots of workarounds because we needed to shape it to our will. Yeah, like when you said basically Unity, <laughs> then it's basically Unity, but it's also a lot of work from on our side as well. Like a, like the main part, which would be the terrain generation, is completely custom made on our side. It's our engine. We call it Sandy, and it's like Unity is in C sharp and Sandy is in C plus plus. Exactly, and it's. So the first thing is performance-wise, it's it's much faster the the Sandy engine, and it also utilizes multiple threads of CPUs, and so we had to code a lot of like things connected with that. It's just not only the terrain generation, but also loading of the of the world objects. So you know, as if they get further, the further away they are, the less details they have. So that's a system we had to code and for terrain, for the ter- for the Objects for trees and, and well, terrain no, as well. Objects use classical Unity lots. Ah, okay, okay. So that's uh, the but, but, ter- but terrain is completely ours. Mm-hmm, I see. Ah, so it's you're basically saying it's a very heavily modified Unity engine. That's, that is, yes. You could say that. I, I would think so because you're talking about multiple planets and stuff. Usually Unity games are, like you said, mobile, but they're also like a little smaller in scope. Like there may be like... You know, roguelikes or other things like that. Nothing this, because like, how big is? Because you were talking about, um, well, the website says multiple planets. So how big is the universe going to be? Like, how many planets can there be in the universe? I don't want to <laughs> go into the no man. Damn it! <laughs> I said it. I know. <laughs> but... <laughs> We actually didn't measure anything like that. We just want to have some procedural planets and their surroundings, and you can go like into the other galaxy or other. Yeah, I think like our focus is really on the planets, which are 60 kilometers in and now no not diameter, but it's 120 in diameter. No, 60 and... kilometers in diameter. No, this one is the, the yes, alpha planet. Okay. Yes. Otherwise, they will be like they can be double the size. Oh my god. It's more fun when it's a little smaller because you can visit all biomes and stuff like Yeah, like in the Alpha since you don't have a f- spaceship or flying craft, so mm-hmm. it's better to have it to keep it smaller, but we can go yeah to 120 kilometers. But to answer this question, we didn't measure measure it, but you know, it's like in every proce- procedural game. You can say we can create One billion of planets, different of different planets. Yeah. But when you saw one, you saw all of them. It's like I could say I can generate uh, one billion of versions of these right forest, but you don't care actually how different these forests are. Right? Because they are not that different. Because at all, kind of. Thing. You just need to know that there is this tree, and it's like yeah. okay, I want something else. And now comes the but. But planet nomads. <laughs> okay, but. <laughs> but we have something called our villa. Uh, yeah, the like biome layout interface or something. <laughs> like and we have like different biomes for one type of the planet. And if you spawn your own planet, you are only on the just a part of these biomes. You you can have all of them, but mostly you will have only, I don't know, 10, five, yeah. five. 
But as you travel, you can travel to planets with completely different biomes, and that's only one part of the villa. We we uh-huh. are trying to have uh, more layers of this. Mm-hmm. So nice. Imagine- yeah, I'm glad you're saying that because I can start using it. Because like right <laughs> now, yeah, it's, it's humidity versus temperature. Yes, but imagine that layer zero is Earth-like biomes, and as you go further to other layers, it will be more alien-like. Oh, I, I, yeah. I see. It's, so. it's quite dif- difficult to imagine. Yeah, but basically, the thing is that uh, like how our, our planets are generated is that there are different biomes already on a single planet. So single planet can, like right now in the alpha planet, it has all the biomes that we have available. But later, but like Thomas said, it's the whole biome layout. But you could you could limit the temperatures and humidity, and then suddenly you have a planet which is like more like Dantooine, for instance. Yes, exactly. And then you get forest, forest-like planet, and and something in between. And then so that's one part is the the there will be like layers zero with okay. Earth-like biomes and stuff. And if you go more alien, then like what we have in the alpha, the blue jungle, the blue. Yes, we, we show blue jungle and red desert. Yeah, those are like two completely different. Of, yeah, of uh, alienish, yeah. alienish looks. But that will be, and, and that will be the basis for for other planets as well. Yes, we. I don't like to say we have procedurally generated planets. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, because like that sounds kind of boring. It's like because we because <laughs> yes. we. We've seen in other games what that means. Exactly. We're not going to mention names. But I like the fact that it sounds like you're going to have fewer but more varied and interesting planets rather than a ton of similar, overtly similar planets. That's what it sounds like you're going for. That's our goal. Because I like to say it's more like procedural, uh, semi-procedural mm. generated planets because our designers don't like it where it's completely on programmers. So they put some effort into crafting the biomes or how they look like. So it's it's generated but with some A human touch. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. No, it's curated very, very strictly like uh there's a oh, nice in there and it's not completely random. I mean, it's random in a, <laughs> in a generated way. There's, ra- there's, there's, ran- there's enough randomness to keep it varied for different playthroughs, but there's also curated parts as well, you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Like each biome has its set of visuals of, of game object of trees and, and, and plants and rock types and stuff. So, and they will work together to create the whole, uh, the whole environment. Right, so rather than like uh, 11 billion planets in some other games, you guys are talking maybe what, a much, like a solar system? Or a couple of solar systems worth of planets? Like 10-ish, something like that? Like, cause someone in the chat asked how big the universe is gonna be. And it sounds like you're going for a much smaller, yet more, and contained, yet, yet more varied. But the universe is, it's universe is, Endless. Oh, okay. <laughs> so oh, I'm let's sorry. Talk about these hot issues right now. <laughs> I I would say you can visit various planets, and if you are lucky and your planet generator is kind to you, <laughs> you may visit really random and different 
various planets. Yeah, but the thing is that like with the with the space travel, so we have planned like iterations of that. So firstly, you're gonna reach the atmosphere, the outer atmosphere of the planet, and you're gonna see a star map, and then you're gonna basically travel to other planets, like jump, like a hyperdrive jump. And that's the first iteration, and then we're going to be adding space flights to that as well, so you would be really able to travel, like, the whole way from a planet to planet. Very nice. But that's, but that's like, you know, coming in the early access later down the road. And then, so then you would have a, yeah, solar system, which you could be traveling inside. And then, like, when if you want to travel to another solar system, then it will be, again, jump drive to another solar system, which generates, and and that will be the thing. So it won't be super duper expansive, but it will be more like having the planets will have substance and will be worth exploring and staying. So even though it's called Planet Nomads, it will be you will be traveling on those planets, but it's really on the planets mostly. Yeah, and it's, the planets are seed generated. So if you somehow get a good seed of the planet, if I don't have to explain what seed is, it's like the code for generate generator of planets. So if I type that my seat is hello, then and you type it again, we both have the same planet generated. Mm-hmm. So if you come across some good seats, you can share it with your friends and you can both play or great planets. Speaking of sharing with your friends, you said um, you said earlier about the sharing the blueprints and stuff, but this is not going to be multiplayer at all. I'm I'm I'm, I'm guessing. Well, multiplayer is something we want to have because more and more we are talking with our community, and like the Kickstarter showed we... that multiplayer is basically a must. Must have. A must have for for a game of this kind. So ah. we will try our best to have. Yeah, it. there. Then probably there's. You were saying that it's not that important, I, I suppose. <laughs> I, I I think it'll. I think for a lot of games, multiplayer is a crutch. I think a lot of games they ha- they half-ass the single player and the multiplayer just so they can have both. And I think a lot of ga- I think a lot of games would benefit with just focusing on one or the other. Honestly. <laughs> so yeah. so we are going to work on single player experience first and really make it worthwhile experience and then we're going to add multiplayer so it's not going to go parallel de- well it, it is going to go parallel develop- development but like right now the main focus for it's, early access like is the same yeah <laughs> and then we're going to add to that and combine like basically like we've seen that people when they play Planet Nomads Alpha so they are thinking that it's very there are very little bugs and it's very stable and they are kind of surprised by that because it's not the usual standards of early uh, access or, or even alpha games. That was the first time I actually saw someone complaining about stability about yeah. good, good stability of the game. <laughs> and so but that that's how we developed this game. Like we're trying to not just put everything into it and say like it's gonna work somehow and then we're gonna like iron out the details. Like we're Consistently, like adding features, but really making them work together very well. That is our approach. <laughs> oh no, no, that sounds that, that sounds better because there are games where both single player and multiplayer work, but they're taken. It sounds like they take um, 
they take your attack of making one work really well and then making the other work really well. You know what I mean? That's a much better tack than a lot of games where it's like, oh, wow, the single player is great, but the multiplayer feels like an afterthought. Or the multiplayer is great, but the single player feels like a tutorial for the multiplayer. I hate that. I hate that so much. <laughs> oh, it's intense. I remember. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, that's... Sorry, sorry. I, I just I got sidetracked completely because I realized that in your chat there's... Yeah, intense. I, I think I saw the guy on, on the forum. Hello. <laughs> and we are live. So now there's your answer. <laughs> yeah, I've been talking to some people in the chat. Hi, intense. Nice to meet you. Thank you for stopping by. Welcome. I've, I've not seen you on the channel before, so thank you for stopping by. Um. <laughs> That's great. Oh, it's great that we gave a little someone a moment, someone a little moment like that. No, I really like. We started like this is my what third, no second actually, second live chat on Twitch, and <laughs> I'm really starting to like it. Like with the with the chat room, it's it's a lot of fun, and it's yeah, it's yeah, interactive. Like we are because I'm 30, and like it's not my daily bread and bread to Twitch and, and and stuff like that. So it's it's new, it's new for me, and it's I kind of starting to understand what what it's all about. It's really great. Yeah, that's that's one reason we like doing it live is because we get the um because we get that that kind of interaction, which is really nice. So I mean, it's nice that we get that interaction while we do it live. Plus, we also people can download it or watch it later when it, when it's convenient for them. So, you know, that's pretty great. Um, so let's see, what were we talking about? I've totally blanked. <laughs> yeah, multiplayer, so multiplayer. Right, the, way we the way we develop, uh, Planet Nomads. And then, yeah, the, I think like, like the next steps could be covered. I suppose like now that we were having the time for, for that, finally. So we were gonna, we're gonna lay a roadmap of what is planned for the next couple of months. And like, if, if you wanted to, cause I, I think there's one of the questions from your co-host was about like DLCs and future stuff like that. So Thomas, how are we looking on that? <laughs> I'm, I'm a moderator now even. Hey, sorry <laughs> yeah, go for it, man. I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm, it's, it's not even 7 a.m. here, so yeah, I could use some help. It's not common. In fact, lots of DLCs will be in regular updates because we are planning to add lots of content into basic game, so you could say it's a DLC. But of course, for no free, no paid DLCs, they are planning to, right? They are not planet right now. Yeah. Oh, I, I just got lost in that. Yeah, it was, it was supposed to be like this. Because, like, we're going to have a lot of DLCs, and they're going to be free, and they're going to be just regular updates. Yes. <laughs> we have, we just, right now, we are planning just lots of updates with lots of stuff to have in-game, and no DLCs like you are familiar with. Yeah, right? and not even, like, Planet Nomads 2, right, at this point, really. Because, like, what, we want to be on the, on early access for, I don't know, like say two years. I think we we believe that like two years will be enough to create the game that we we introduced on Kickstarter and presented there. And what happened? So we're gonna go from early access to regular launch afterwards. And then what happens then? Is it's so far ahead that we just don't wanna uh, 
Well, no, don't don't want to like even think about that, really. No, that's totally fair. Um, in the moment, in the moment, <laughs> and yeah, intense. I remember that. Yeah, hyperdrive ship. No, that's totally oh. fair. No, I did. I I forgot to ask about this earlier because you mentioned that you guys have been doing mobile games before this. Mm-hmm. So let, let's let's go back kind of the beginning. Like first, how did what how did the decision come to go from doing a mobile game to doing a more fleshed out computer game like where did the idea for for to do planet nomads come from and what was like the impetus to go from say a smaller noble game mobile noble noble game what am i saying mobile game to something this huge like how did that process happen well so we are all all the developers here are are computer games players like because when we were kids there were no such things as mobile phones with games and and, and apps and stuff like that no no mobile phones no mobile phones even (laughs) yes yeah nokia 5110 was my first so like that was the mecca of of game development and we all lived with that like grew up on doom and duke nukem and 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 command and conquer and and things from blizzard and stuff like that so warcraft and starcraft but what i'm trying to get to is that would be like the the dream to make a PC game, but since like there are no schools for game development and and stuff like that, so we started. Small. They are now, but they are now. But <laughs> when we started in 2008 2009, there weren't. So they were just you know you had a mobile mobile games were just growing, and it was also like simpler kind of to make a mobile game rather than a huge full fledged computer game. So that's what we started with, and we. With some with some small casual games like flyers and stuff, and then we made a shooter, which was a gallery shooter, Overkill One, hugely successful, and so we started, you know, you know, we made a lot of money. So the team grew to 20 people. Wow! And then we, when we were making Overkill Two, so we already started to add 3D uh, parts of it, like the gun models and everything. And then Unity came along, the the engine that we are using, and we started working on Overkill 3, which was already, you know, full 3D world with level design and great graphics and stuff like that. And it was a huge, a huge step for us. We were doing animations. We were doing 3D modeling of not only just hard, uh, hard surface parts like the guns, but also organics, our enemies and the main character. And suddenly, like, you are thinking, yeah, maybe we could even, like, get it further and finally make a PC game. So that's that's how it started, because like we were pretty confident that we can do it and we would be able to. And Thomas, I yeah, I can is... imagine that lots of programmers went into programmer because they were games fans, mm. well players. So I did. <laughs> okay. So for me, that well, that that is a dream come true. And PC games are like that. End goal of these kind of programmers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we believe that strongly. So I gotta say, these Overkill games. I'm looking at your site. Holy crap, they look amazing for mobile games. Oh my thank god. You. Thank you, thank you. And yeah, and that's the like the so the potential of of Kubat, the graphic guy. He, like he was always. It feels now that we are seeing the things that he produces for Planet Nomads, it feels like he's been shackled all the time. Because, like, you know, on mobiles you can go full. Well, actually, Thomas knows that a lot because, like, they are checking his textures and, and free models yes. and they are... He's kind of wild card, our 
precious designer because he is so into that work that we sometimes need to hold him back. Oh yes. <laughs> so we could pro- proceed everything. He can he pass us. Yeah, process and actually use process. it and, and have it workable. So he always have zillions of polygons on his models and he always going overboard with with texture sizes yes it's and special effects and it's constant struggle between gra- gra- <laughs> graphics and programmers because they wanted to have everything nice and we wanted to <laughs> to run great <laughs> run smooth yes. <clears throat> yeah no i've been watching uh, I've, i've been looking at these games and they they really do look not only just they look impressive but they look like they offer like a more serious experience than you would expect on a mobile game but if if that sounds right it, i think i if i know what you mean and and i would tend to agree with you yeah because i got like i got nothing against yeah. mobile games but you know they they, they a lot of them don't offer the depth that um that pc gaming does in my opinion um so. yeah it's true and it's mostly like even it's really uh it reflects like the players and mobiles who they are like there are some hardcore gamers there who would spend you know hours playing game on an iPad or so, uh but it's it's just a very small part of that market let's say so you can't even like really go into that uh and be able to to sustain your studio so this is like the difference that we really enjoy on on like developing on PC that the community is uh in like i would say well informed even like that they are they know all the details about planet nomads they are citing you know our blog posts and discussing the game in a way that we've never seen before or never seen on mobile or if we didn't there was just you know through emails with us with some uh exceptions exceptional players would be into our mobile games but like here is the community it's just it's just great it's very friendly i was really surprised how that's gra- another thing great yeah. environment this is on pc games so it's like it boosts you up for work oh that's cool cuz it's 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 interesting cuz you hear both sides you hear like some communities are just awful Some communities are terrible, but from what I've noticed for a lot of indie devs, it seems like fans understand that there are fewer people working on a game and and this is because they're working on because they love it. It's not big corporate stuff, so they seem to be more understanding and more friendly to uh indie devs I've noticed that is also true, like probably like the heat that got to call of duty developers. Lately, that must have been really hard. <laughs> yeah, oh, that <laughs> can't be easy. Yeah, but then again, like you might be, you know, asking for it if you if you push the limits of what the community can sustain. Like with Call of Duty, like I don't want to get into that, but you know, <laughs> like using the same assets over and over again. So then, yes, yeah, so one time it just snaps and you're out of the. <laughs> You're out of it. Yeah, on the blacklist. Yeah, on the blacklist. So we have a couple questions from the uh, chat. Uh, first is, if you pre-ordered, can you play this today? If you pre-order, or do you have to wait a little bit? So there are two tiers of of the game. You can pre-order it to twenty uh, dollars, which is which would be the early access, which is coming next week. 
next year. And then there's the then there is the alpha tier level for forty dollars. And if you get that, you can play right away. You get a Steam okay. key in your email, and you activate it through Steam. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> you activate it through Steam, and you can play. I think you just gave almost gave someone a heart attack. Like, wait, no, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> There's a big difference between next week and next year. <laughs> oh. oh yeah, the next week thing. But the other mostly probably, and Thomas would be one of those. Like yes, I had a little heart attack too. <laughs> uh, it's the, not the first time to well, keep up to dance promises. Yeah, yeah. Folks in the chat like the next week uh, answer better. Uh, the other question that we got from the chat is from Nathan. Uh, quote, in terms of space flight mechanics, will be, will it be more like space engineers, any space mechanics, or more like Kerbal Space Program where there's actual orbits and stuff? I think it sounds like it's going to be more like the more casual space engineers type of experience. It should be, actually. It's, we want to have it more casual because if you want to play Kerbal or space engineers, you just go there because they are far further in the development than we are. Sure. So we want to aim for players that aren't comfort, comfortable with that mechanics. Mm-hmm. As for building, as we said it before, so so is riding. We want to have it in a simpler way because we want to focus on our three aspects of the game, as Dan said. Oh, yeah, the three aspects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, basically, so not going... It's, it won't be a, it won't be a space engineers or a Kerbal space program. It will be something gameplay friendly. I I, I would say. <laughs> so yeah, to sum it up somehow, would be that like realistic physics of Kerbal space program are it's fun and but it's really for a limited mm, audience. It feels like it's for a limited audience, like me and. Probably plenty of other gamers would be like if you spend 20 minutes and nothing happens in Kerbal Space Program. I'm not sure I would be up for that. Uh, like we have some, we have a few guys in the office playing that. Uh, but what we are trying to get to is that like we want to. I don't want to say casual because like that's too much, but right. like, really make the game accessible, playable, accessible, accessible playable. Like, yes, playable. exactly. And balanced between these hardcore elements. Realist, real of realism, and and playable fun. There, there are players who actually like to tinker with every aspect of each block, but we don't want to do that because that's why we have those simple menus on wheels and generators and stuff like that. Because we don't want to have like free windows just to start your generator. Yeah. So our thoughts with controls of everything will be in the same manner. And then probably, like, when we're not probably, but I mean, when we when we add modding, then <laughs> people can create these crazy, complicated um, things and add it to that. And so that would be that the core community is able to, you know, they know about moddings, they know the, how to install them and everything. Because I think no, I, I don't think these numbers are uh, public, we, we need to so, but it, it's just a small amount of people who use mods. So that will be for them. We will open them, open the mechanics to that for them, and enable them to create these 
really crazy realistic details and stuff like that. But for the general We actually audience, need to find some sweet spot between yeah. hardcore tinkerers and players who just want to build and ride things. Which, yeah. which is great I mean, because I, I, I appreciate Kerbal Space Program. I know a lot of people love it. I want to pull my hair out every time I use that thing. <laughs> because that's just like really I have to put how many generators on the thing and I gotta oh god I, I just want to fly some I just want to fly something god uh. <laughs> and I, then it explodes yes yeah that's because as I get older yeah. like if if Kerbal Space Program came out when I was like 12 you know and I had all that I had all that free time I probably would have been so into it but I don't have I my time my gaming time is limited, especially with this blog. My gaming time for myself, especially, is really limited. So that I, I like the balance you guys are trying to strive between people who want to build stuff and people who just want to be like, I have twenty minutes. <laughs> I just want to build something real fast and drive around. I like that. Yeah, probably more than 20 minutes. But <laughs> sure, but you but know once, what I mean. But once, once you are in, into the game, probably not the first session, but once you are into the game, yeah, you can have fun in 20 minutes. Because you know that there is a cave on the hill and you're going to do some exploration there. And, and die. And <laughs> well, if you are Right, but you saw so that, with the video, like, it only took me 10 or 15 minutes to figure out how to use the, the buggy and get that working. Uh, yeah. and, and so that was great because I felt like I accomplished something with Kerbal Space Program. It's like, oh, I'm still building 20 minutes. Okay. Is this going to fly? I don't know yet. I don't know. Maybe in another four, in another hour, I'll find out if I keep bolting things onto it. Okay. Yeah. So because the, you have a, such a good UI and such a streamlined building interface, it works for someone like me who just wants to be like, boom, 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 done, go, you know? So I like that. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did we? We did cover a lot. We have, we have covered a lot. So let's, we did. So, uh, so basically, the people can get the um, the alpha of this today if they buy in at the uh, the forty dollar level, and if they buy yeah. in at the twenty dollar. There's a timer there where we need to end uh, the close alpha pre-orders. So it's it's ending on Thursday midnight. Maybe we could we could uh, extend it for a day or something, but that will be the end of it. Yeah. Okay, so the closed alpha, the forty dollars, is only available for as we're recording this another couple of days. Exactly. Oh, jeez, you guys. Oh, jeez, better get on that. Better get on that right now. <laughs> Nathan, just write something I'd like to talk about because. We are just right now, we are focusing, we need to, and mm, I, again, we needed to somehow wrap it up for alpha. And now when it's out, we want to focus on early access stuff and completely new major features. So there will be, there will be not lots of alpha updates. We just want to have some patches for for the bugs it will be next week some someday next week but like completely new features for alpha are no go mostly i see so you're letting people buy into the alpha so they can toy with it they can give you feedback they can you yes, know te- mostly 
back so we could make it better for early access. Right, but the early access will be the thing with the actual like content with animals and things that can kill you and 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 survival yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, like the I think the first two major milestones or features would be survival and crafting, which is a like it's one compact part that you can just take part of it and put it into the alpha without all the other things being ready for that. I'm not saying there will be no updates for alpha. We, I think we would need to test it out, something. Mm. And so we will be sending something to alpha, but it will be like... A couple months. It will be really, really further away. Mm-hmm. So that, that, so that makes sense because you want to you wanna hunker down and focus on bringing the game to life. And you can't do that if you keep uh, iterating over and over and over and over and over and over. Exactly. We spend quite some time on preparing the alpha build. So even, even things that don't seem to be related to all the other things in the game or the mechanics, then they usually are. So we want to, exactly like you said, hunker down and really work as hard and as we can to quickly get the whole the first well whole experience of the game survival mode and, and all animals all right. i'm going to go on a tangent here cuz someone again asked someone again brought up no man's sky so we if you don't mind i'd like to talk about this for a minute <laughs> we so, don't mind <laughs> so someone asked is this going to be better is this better than no man's sky and i said i've not played it but yes <laughs> Let's not pretend that No Man's Sky didn't come out. So. Right. Yes. It, it did come about. out, but I want to ask: Does the hype and response to No Man's Sky has that changed the way you've been doing anything? Has that altered? Like, oh, we need to make sure this is really good before it even gets to early access. Do you know what I mean? Like, has that changed the way well, you've approached your own game? Actually. Like being developers ourselves and like and working on procedure generated planets and stuff, so we knew the we knew the the issues and challenges that are in ahead of you when you're developing something like that. So basically we were not that surprised with, with No Man's Sky how it came out, because that was what we were expecting. At least I was, I know I know that. And it's even like got better than made like you, you never know, it was fifty fifty, it could be better, it could be worse, but pretty much what I was expecting, so we got that. I was actually looking forward for it, and we were looking forward to it because, like, it, it's it was a great idea for for a game. So yeah, yeah. Well, it well when you are developing games, you can't say something didn't. No, I haven't changed your well approach. So yeah, that was the main question. I got sidetracked again. Yeah. Yes. So Thomas. Well, please. it it is. You can say that every game similar to yours will somehow, I don't know, inspire inspiration. Inspirations. Yeah. Yes, you got some inspiration from it every time. So yes, we played it, and of course, I liked so many things in it, and I hated some. Other things. Hmm. So I like the graphics. It's for me. It's nice and cartoonish. But there are some things we want to change in our game. I don't know if you like some concrete 
things to, to name some examples well i for example as a programmer i was afraid of doing some good water into the planet mm-hmm. because i was like oh my god players want some realistic flowing water system and it will be so computing time heavy so mm-hmm. i was thinking like maybe the minecraft style water when there is floating water like only five meters five meters and then it stopped the simulation and i was doing some tinkering with it but it's so performance heavy that i was really sad from it but then no man's sky come up came out and i realized they didn't make make anything brutal with the water they just surrounded the planet with a water sphere mm-hmm. and make it like water level where if you dig around oh, yeah. <laughs> where you dig around <laughs> into the ground you can find the water level so i was like let's not complicate things and do not reinvent wheel and well make it simpler with the water so like i was inspired by them in this way so the joke were not jokes but you're really considering yes i considered to have, to have water in there because so this is really it was like, like taboo for me to talk about the water straight from the oven uh, oven Hot news, we're going to have water. <laughs> not, not right now, but... We are going to... It's, it's future past, uh, future tense, so... <laughs> wow, good. Yeah, because I was, I was concerned because I, I was worried that a lot... There are, there's a lot of negativity around No Man's Sky, I've noticed. And I was worried that a lot of, it might affect other games of its type, like yours and Period, but... We were worried too. Yeah, that's true. That, that's basically like about. Yeah, we want to, for example, right. We don't want to have grinding like they have, because uh, grinding, grinding, of, of uh, like getting the resources just to be able to what uh, to to leave the planet. And no, they are grinding to be able to have more grinding. So mm-hmm. that's something we want to avoid. Yeah, from from what I've understood, like you you mine to get materials that you don't even really use. People have told me, like you mine stuff, like you get materials to build a thing you're never going to use. You just it's just like an a, a task to get this thing, even though you're never going to use it. It's not from what people have told me. It sounds. Oh, you can it, you can sell the materials you dig, you mine. Oh, I guess that's something. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, I was concerned about that because I didn't know, I was, I was worried that the way that that was released would put undue pressure on your game and other games like it to be better, to be different, to be like not No Man's Sky, but that was never the goal going in, so. It could go like both ways, you know, it could be either that, like, duping the whole genre of, of space exploration games and procedural generation and stuff like that, or it could go the good way of saying like, okay, No Man's Sky, maybe it didn't work, but maybe there are other games that will be great. Let me have a look. And yeah, we saw some like spikes during the, like before alpha, the web- website visits and stuff, they tripled. So I think in the end we can say that it probably worked great for us. Yeah. So it was the, it was the opposite direction. But I still think that, like, the main problem with No Man's Sky would be the 
it was a niche game. It was a niche game for a specific audience, but it blew out of proportions, and then people were expecting some kind of battlefield or Call of Duty experience, mm. and it's it's completely different. It's about like hunk, well, sit mellow at the computer and just explore the. Enjoy the vistas and uh, stuff like that. I don't want to start any hate of No Man's Sky because I actually liked that game. Oh, I'm not trying to hate, but there was there was a lot of hype around it, and it sounded like from what people have told me, the developers were never really clear, you know, on a lot of things, and so things were very vague. And then when it actually came out, people were like upset that it wasn't what the developers said it was. But but that is the thing. Like I've noticed a lot of developers. Like the when development works, it's that you're honest with your audience, you're honest up front. Like like what you guys are, like this is the alpha, this is what you can buy right now, but we're gonna be working on this early access version. Like that's very transparent, which is good. Yeah, we've been doing that since the very beginning and we'll keep keep on doing that. Like probably you could cut some slack getting people on the hype train and, and getting bigger than like quick getting bigger in a in a, in a smaller time or how to say it but if grow, you are grow too fast. but yeah <laughs> grow too fast maybe even but if you are like transparent and consistent and you just keep going it grows anyway so yeah that's the approach we wanna we wanna do we actually talk about the information we are sending out because we don't want to to people have different ideas of our game yeah. Like it's still kind of sometimes ha- can happen, but like reviewing what we promised that will be in the alpha is really what the alpha is. And it, we actually even added the changing weather, which was not supposed to get into alpha. So that's great. And so probably like the only thing would be the animals, which didn't get there because the AI, I, I'm like, I was, I got reminded by that by one of the questions in the, in the chat room. Yes. The intelligent you. AI. That's some that's something we want we need to rework rework. Yes, we actually have had some AI prepared for for the alpha build, but I just couldn't cope with that because it's it was quite simple and dull. So you have I don't know, our space car walking into the walls. So <laughs> I I re- really talked it this through and we are recreating our AI because we want to focus on the gameplay and how you feel about it and I think that this stupid AI would actually have not good impact on it so the AI will be better and I wanted to have it I want you to fear the actually animals on the planet because when you have it only stupid animals, you don't have the immersion I want you to have. So AI is definitely big milestone for me. Yeah, good. That's and very that's very important because I'd like to be scared by the animals too. You know, I'd like to be able to run away from stuff. <laughs> So, so that, so the AI, <clears throat> oh my God, excuse me. So the AI, uh, oh, Nathan's talking about a straight space traveling AI. Like you're going to have like other ships flying around. Oh. Well, I 
actually didn't wanted to have something like that in there because like in No Man's Sky there are just you and sometimes you see some ships flying around you but it's not like other players it's just some NPCs and so far we didn't talk about those kind of NPCs so no ships around you for now but I don't know in the future maybe you will put some pressure on us and we will have <laughs> I don't know Space pirates, but it's like, but for now we are talking more like AI for animals and for, on the planet, and that's it. Now that's fair. Uh, Nathan did have one other question. I'll, I it was way back, but he's like he asked if, uh, he, but he but he asked if uh, the gauges in the cockpits, like for the buggy here, will they be like usable and interactive at all, or are they just are they just like uh, window dressing, basically? It's definitely planet. It was just right. It was textured just right now because we focused on different things. So like okay. right now it's a placeholder, but in the future, let's hope not so distant. It will be actually it have meanings. Oh, that's good. And yeah, and there is going to be wildlife. I believe you were talking about that already, but someone in the chat, Centauri, was asking about uh, wildlife, and that that is planned, of course, because you know what's a planet without wildlife? That can come and kill you. <laughs> exactly, there will be no survival without wildlife. But I don't see the point to have it in a creative mode. Maybe, uh, maybe like I don't know. Yeah. Well, maybe in creative mode you could find like docile creatures you can put a saddle on and ride them. Like, oh, there's a space cow saddle. <laughs> I'm gonna, ri- gonna ride the space cow instead of building a buggy. That's just an idea. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, that's Ark. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've not played Ark at all because it looks a little intense for me. It must be. I just read some some stories from the games and it looked really, really great, like the uh, random encounters that can happen there. Yeah. Have you guys played Subnautica at all? No, actually not. No, but we've been following the guys like they are... Similar, I think. No, they're not Czechs, but but they are a team of I don't know, thirteen people, something like a really small team with a similar game. And like what I've seen on some of their dev talks, they seem really cool as well. So we like their approach, and yeah. and we really like the one they were talking about how Subnautica started slowly and wasn't picked up hugely, but then they started focusing on YouTubers, how they play the game and what, what triggers them and realized it was the big animals. So they started adding those features more. So that's yeah. an example we want to, we want to take too. And, and, and like that's, that's, that's alpha. That's, yes, that's, that's one of the reasons of alpha. Yeah. Because we wanted to really watch YouTubers, how they play it and what are the reactions of. Yeah. And players as well. And like intense who's in the chat room right now. And, and he was creating the light faster than light engine <laughs> using <laughs> exploiting our our system our physics system and then crash it <laughs> and then crash it into the middle of galaxy well subnautica is great i've only played a little of it but i get scared with like i have a fear of Underwater. i have a fear of drowning 
And I also, yeah. I also don't like face huggery creatures, you know? <laughs> and that game is full of both of those things. So I played it for like half an hour, 45 minutes, and I'm like, nope, 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 nope. And I'm never... There were quite a few of, of people afraid of the water and, and drowning, and it yeah. was... Yeah, I'm never playing it again. Never playing it again, because it's beautiful, and it's it, and it's got a great UI. That's a, that's a reason to look into it. It's got a great building UI, a great crafting UI. Um, but yeah, I, I I just I almost had a heart attack. I'm not even kidding. I it's just so scary. Yeah, well, that, they have a great game then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. For you, you guys, should... but like you, for to get that idea of what it is like you know, diving into the ocean, then, yeah, fantastic game. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So you guys should definitely check it out because, uh, oh, God, I'm, I'm getting a little I'm getting a little tight <laughs> think in, in my chest just thinking about how scary that game is. Um, yeah, so I think we've covered just about everything. Pretty much so, uh, yeah. So basically the rundown is you guys, um, you guys are in alpha right now, and the paid alpha is... You can buy in the alpha for another day or two, and then you're going to focus on the early access version, which will come to Steam next year. And that's the version that'll have a lot of the gameplay elements like survival, other creatures, you know, more more AI building, stuff like that. That's right. Food and hunger. Food, and hunger. Oh, and someone asked, saw- someone asked, can you kill we- animals for food? Someone asked that in the chat. Is that how one way you get food is by killing animals? It is. Isn't okay. it? Yes. No? Well, yeah. you will grow some food for yourself. There are plenty of ways you can either, you know, grow, grab some plants or yes. herbs from the ground. But you will harvest animals too. So you could, <laughs> so you could science the fuck out of this shit, as as the <laughs> science the hell out of this out of Mars, as they said in the yeah. ocean. You know, you can use your own poop to uh, make potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, I'm not sure. If- gonna go to these extremes but Martian <laughs> is a great example of, of actually it's basically what we're aiming for yes. but having more aliens <laughs> more <stuff>. biomes <laughs> more biomes yeah <laughs> more biomes more alien animals and more options to go but as far as the, <laughs> the general uh, experience, experience goes it's Martian just nice. nobody's yeah it's you're feeling alone you're feeling like oh god you know, I have to survive. That that that's nice because the book and the movie captured that really well. And yeah, the book even even more so. Oh yeah. There were more, oh yeah. More uh, event, not events. Yeah, more encounters that he had to go through. So. Oh God, I know. Like guys, if you haven't read The Martian, seriously. I uh, yeah, I have. Well, I'm saying you, you sound like you guys have, but in like the chat room and people listening. Uh, if you guys have not yet read The Martian, go read it. It's such a good. Go read it. It's such a good, or do the maybe do the audio book if you're not into reading. The movie is good too, but the book, I'd say the book should come first, uh, because it. I usually I usually do like if I'm, if I don't know about the book beforehand, so it's usually movie book and movie again because like <laughs> then it's there's so much more in the movie like afterwards. Right, but the movie actually <laughs> took a lot out, like it removed a lot from the book. Uh, yeah, it was like there was the one trip was completely omitted out when we were when he was going for something and he his Land Rover turned over. Yeah. Oh yeah, the final with... the final trip, the final trip to the the rocket. Yeah. He, uh, he runs into all the kinds final... of crap. In the book, it was really really intense. Like I would probably just give give up 
right in the middle of it. But in the movie, yeah. it's like, oh, it's fine. But the thing is, yeah. Yeah. the movie still did a great job of capturing like the basic feeling of the book, like always oh, alone, he has to survive. It did a good job of capturing that. I mean, it kind of makes sense they had to cut stuff out because it would have been a four-hour movie. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully the director's cut is coming later on. <laughs> That's what hour. I'm waiting for. That's exactly what I'm yeah. waiting for. It's like the super <laughs> duper director's cut version that has like everything. Uh, so, uh, so yeah. So guys, uh, just to close out, cause I have to actually get to work. The game is, uh, Planet Nomads. It is available at planet-nomads.com for a couple of days. Uh, you can buy into the uh, alpha version. And then if you want to wait, you can pay into the early access version, which will come out on Steam next year, uh, which isn't actually that far away. It's almost September. So next year is not as far away as it might have been a few months ago, you know. Exactly. It's true. Next, <laughs> you say next year, it's like, oh, my God, that's so far away. And then all of a sudden, it's December 31st. You're like, oh, God, it's 2017. Oh, God. Uh, <clears throat> But yeah, oh, yes. gentlemen, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your afternoon to uh, talk to me and the people in the chat room. Folks in the chat room, very energized discussion today. Very, that's good. <laughs> we try and get more people in the chat room to make this even more lively. So great job today, uh, guys in the chat room, guys and girls in the chat room. <laughs> that's right. And thank you, Brian, for getting up this early. Oh, <laughs> it's, my pleasure. it's my pleasure. I couldn't do this every week. But every now and again, it's, every now and once, again, once a year it's doable. Yeah. Well, once a month, because I think the last time I did this was a month or two ago. Uh, yeah. So every now and again, it's fine. But I could not do. Oh my god, uh, doing this every week would be hard. Um, so guys, uh, just a couple of uh, programming notes uh, coming up this week on Thursday for our Thursday streaming night. We're going to be doing some Angels Fall first. Uh, they just revamped their space gameplay. Apparently, it's a lot better. So we're gonna uh, re- we're gonna visit that. And then next week on the podcast, I tr- I offered it to a guest, but they never got back to me. So I don't know what we're gonna do next week for the podcast. Um, I'll try and get a guest, but if not, maybe we'll talk about a topic. It's gonna come in, in your dreams, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, we're gonna talk about uh, what if space games happened in the 20s. Oh yeah. <laughs> what if space games happened pre World War Two? Uh so yeah, thank you, um gentlemen. Oh god, what are your names? I'm so blanking. Daniel and Thomas. Daniel and Thomas. Oh my god, I need more caffeine. And I wanted to yeah, thank to uh shout out to the guys in the in the chat room. Nathan, thanks for supporting the development. You okay. should get your key in the email. If you don't, email me. It's Daniel at planetnomads.com. Oh wow. And you know, thank you, Nathan. Yes. Yes, thank you, Nathan. <laughs> oh, and finally, where can people? I already said the website. But where can people other find you? Find you elsewhere online, like Twitter and all that. Where can people find you guys? Yeah, it's basically Planet Nomads on Twitter. No, no hyphens, no spaces. Nice. It's Planet Nomads on Facebook with space. It's Google. It's all Google. And then, <laughs> like, probably the best part would be to start from the website, and there is like Trello with the features that we've been working on month by month there's the blog post which come bi-weekly there's on youtube also planet nomads once again surprisingly there's nomadic journals which is like a monthly uh developer vlog or vlog actually video blog video blog yeah 
where we talk and show things. So, yeah, we try to be pretty in touch with our community. And then there's forum, and then there's indie DB and Steam page, and that will probably do it. Where's but your like where, I, Where's your Trello? Sorry, where's your Trello? Trello is is a lot. It's you know www.trello.com/planetnomads/development/overview. Something like that. But the link is on the on the website, bottom right corner. There are like these white icons, and Trello is one of those. Yeah, cool. Okay, I'll find yeah. it. I love Trello, by the way, guys. If you haven't used Trello, we love it too. Oh God, it too. it's the best. It half a year ago, and it's just so easy to use, and it shows everything needed. So, same here. Trello is great. Yeah, guys. And actually, oh my God, thanks to Nautica developers. Because we saw it within the uh, using, we saw them using it and started to adapting it too. Okay, oh, nice. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us, gentlemen, folks in the chat and listening. Thank you so much for watching and listening, and we will see you next time on the Space Game Junkie Podcast. Have a great day, y'all. Bye bye. You too. Bye. Bye. Let's have some music in here, Boiler. Sure thing. Desert skies, you're a cool touch in the night.